What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Fort Valley State head coach Sean Gibbs, or more importantly, former North Carolina A&T assistant coach Sean Gibbs, has been connected to Florida A&M's head coaching vacancy, and the Rattlers are not happy about it. But don't worry, I got four alternatives to Brother Gibbs. Oh yeah, it's Locked On HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked On HBCU. Your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On HBCU Podcast, your number one daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I, of course, am Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports editor and current contributing writer at USA Today's Saints Wire. Thank you for going on this journey with me, making Locked On HBCU your first listen of the day, every day. And remember, just because the mic cuts off doesn't mean that the journey is over. Just means it's time to follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Starts with an S and ends with an S. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. In these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs wants to help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions do apply. We end today's episode with the same thing that we're starting today's episode with. Florida A&M's head coaching search as they as they look to replace Willie Simmons. Now, I'll start off with the guy that I know a lot of Rattlers do not want but has been connected to the job, and I'll go to four more alternatives and divide those up into sections as we proceed with the episode. But I felt like Sean Gibbs deserved an isolated segment for a couple of reasons. One, the reaction that he received. And then two, he's completely different than every other candidate that you'll hear on this list. Let's get a little bit of a backstory going, and we're not going to do too much prologue. We're not going to do too much exposition. I recently watched, and even recently, like 10 minutes before I got on here and recorded, I watched this show called Fooled Me Once, and they got into the thick of it immediately. So I feel a little bit inspired by Harlan Coben, and I'm going to get into the thick of it immediately. So Sean Gibbs, the current Fort Valley State head coach, has been connected to the Florida A&M vacancy. In the minute, matter of fact, not even just connected as in interest. We've looked at interest with Texas Southern on yesterday's episode with Heinz Ward. There was a report by Rattler Nation blog that they were set to hire Sean Gibbs. That was late last night. I woke up to it. 
The reaction as the day has progressed has been one that has made something very clear to me. Sean Gibbs is not welcomed in Tallahassee. Sean Gibbs should not be the Florida A&M head coach. And this is just based off the reaction that I've seen from multiple people throughout today. Maybe people will warm up to it. Maybe if it actually happens, things will change, right? But we'll get into why things changing is not a desirable circumstance if I were Sean Gibbs. But the reason that people are upset is because five years ago, five years ago, there was a fight between North Carolina A&T and Florida A&M. And it was one in which Sean Gibbs played a heavy part in. That's how it was reported. This was five years ago. I wasn't there. But this is what has been reported that Gibbs was a big part of creating the tension that led to that fight on that day. There have been some people who have questioned the validity of this report, not that Rattler Nation blog got bad information, but more so that Rattler Nation blog got. And I have to say the whole thing because otherwise it sounds like I'm just talking about the fans, but almost as if Rattler Nation blog got some information that was meant to be a feeler. Let's put this out here and let's see what the world says. If that was the case, there's no way Sean Gibbs is going to be the hire because the world says we don't want this guy. So let's get into the fight because that's not something that's small. That is the major reason that people do not want Sean Gibbs here. There's some minor reasons, but I believe this is the major reason. Now, the question with that comes, should a fight from five years ago heavily impact whether or not this man should get this job in 2024? And the answer to that question for me is I'm not the person to answer it. I have absolutely no emotional connection to that fight. To me, A&T and FAMU got into a fight in 2019, and it's just a fight. I could care less. It's very similar to when Southern and PV got into a fight last year, or maybe it was two years ago. No, I think it was last year because Jason Dumas was with the Jaguars at that point. I didn't care. I have no emotional connection to it. It didn't stick to me. I, like, I can't answer that because the emotions that it kind of created in the fan base in 2019 didn't create in me in 2019. And those emotions have clearly stuck with the Rattlers over these five years. I've seen this guy straight up say, you will, who was it? I know his Twitter name, but I, but because he's a family player, I would like to say his, his actual name, but I can't remember right now. But it was 88, I believe. He said, you will lose the team, you'll lose the alumni. I don't want that. And a matter of fact, if I was Sean Gibbs, I wouldn't want it. See, we focus on one side of the coin, but both sides of the coin should not want to be here. If I'm fam you and I have this reaction to this guy from this event, I don't care if people feel like, oh, that was so long ago. You're not the ones who have to, to live with this coach. Fam you's fan base is not happy and will not forget what happened five years ago. Therefore, this is not a good hire. And because they won't forget this, now Gibbs will walk into a situation where he is immediately the enemy. He is a... He is in a situation where he has to prove I'm not a bad guy. This thing that I did five years ago, that's not my entire being. So when Jermaine uh, Martin comes on Twitter and says, I want you, I won't let you guys play with this guy like he's not a good person or he's a bad guy because that was his running backs coach. I get what he's saying. But at the same time, if I'm Gibbs, why would I even want to walk into a situation where that's the temperature? I'm a Southern guy. I like being down here. I don't really want to move up to North and, and, and live in December because I'm not cut for that. That's not the temperature. That's not the situation that I would like to walk into. 
Now, it's not a perfect parallel, but if I'm Sean Gibbs, why would I want to walk into a situation where I'm hated and I have to convince you to love me? I'm already a head coach at Fort Valley. I'm already the Fort Valley State head coach. So why would I need to go back? Because in, in a way, now you're going backwards. Like, yes, you're elevating, but in my opinion, you're going backwards in status because you're a head coach going to a head coach. But you're going to a head coach where you have a, 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 a tight rope that you have to walk now. That's not an advantageous position, and it's not one I want to live in. The second reason, the players have admitted, we want Cozy or Roll or nothing else. So that's James Cozy, Billy Roll, or nothing else. And you know what? That's a very appropriate and reasonable and understandable reason to want or to, to express your displeasure with this because you want somebody else. See, and my first thought was like, these players, they, they weren't even here five years ago. Like a lot of these guys aren't going to be here. So what's the the alumni, the, the former players? I get it. But the current players, y'all don't have no connection to, to that fight. A lot of y'all going to be swag babies. But at the same time, they say, you know what? Forget all of that. It ain't even about that. We want cozy. We want roll. Have a tweet from, an, from a fam you player saying this. And we'll unload that tweet as we look into those two candidates specifically as we continue rolling with today's episode of Locked On HBCU. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn and go to LinkedIn jobs if you're a small business owner. And if you haven't done this already and you're not going to take my advice, you are failing your company. You continue to fail your company. Maybe you have an opening in one department. But the one thing that we know is that one department is not isolated when you're looking at a team. This department works with this department. So if this department is lacking, then this other person at this department is probably going to lack too, trying to pick up the slack. So you want to go ahead and go to LinkedInJobs.com so, or excuse me, LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege because you want to make sure you get the right culture fit. You want to get, get the right qualified fit and you want to get that fit as fast as possible. And LinkedIn allows you to get every single one of those boxes checked. So go to LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. There's over 800 million people who are on LinkedIn on a daily basis. Heck, I applied to a LinkedIn job today. Right. So it's just that simple. Go to LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Go to LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. As we continue rolling on today's episode of Locked On HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day, every day. And remember, for your second listen, as soon as I'm done, you want to make sure you go subscribe to Locked On Sports Today, the first ever 24-7, all-day, everyday sports network on YouTube, soon to be replicated but never, ever duplicated. Go to Locked On Sports Today and subscribe. Now, we've looked at Sean Gibbs. 
He's not going to be welcomed in FAMU. I do not believe that the Rattler Nation will accept him because I've seen the vitriol, I've seen the disappointment, and I've seen the disgust. I will not isolate my team. I will not isolate my alumni, my fan base. I would actually like to lift both of those or three of those parties, however you look at it. I would like to lift all of those parties up. And I have two potential hires that would do that. James Cozy, Billy Roll. Now, I teased a tweet. And this tweet comes from Kobe Cross, FAMU graduate, graduate student, tied in. And he said, I quote, and this isn't the only tweet he had, but this is the one that caught my attention is the one I wanted to highlight. I never speak on nothing to anyone on Twitter about FAMU football, but this decision about the next head coach is huge. Us as players have spoken, and we want Cozy or Roll. And if that doesn't happen, it will not, assuming it's say end, it will not end good for our program. We want to run it back in 2024. The opinion of the football players is clear. No, they do not run things. I don't even know how much their 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 opinion is going to be held in or should be held in, you know, high value. But if you continue to press the issue, I can't help but believe that Don Sykes, athletic director Don Sykes is going to not give in, but at least consider it. And if you keep hearing guys say, if it's not cozy or roll, you're going to lose the team. That's a scary thing to do. See, if you ask me, I think that FAMU's head coaching hire, because I do believe it's going to be some version of running it back. I think that FAMU's coaching hire is going to embody family, right? That's a hashtag that you see from the Rattlers a lot in their alumni because they say FAMU is like a family and family. You, you get the wordplay. These two coaches of Billy Roll and James Cozy absolutely embody family because they are within the program. They understand everything that makes the current family family, right? Because culture changes. And if you bring somebody in, doesn't mean that they'll never be a part of the family they'll never be part of the family right like it's just about what it looks like currently rolling cozy know exactly what that's about and i think that's a big reason that kobe cross is saying that or kobe gross excuse me is saying that so let's get into this because i believe that fam you was going to either make an in-house hire or a neighbor Higher, right so like either gonna look at the options within the house or they gonna hop out the house and just go to their neighbor they not they're not going far if you ask me now the sean gibbs report did shake my confidence in that but everything else it just tells me now they're, they're not gonna shift off of what i think their purpose is so let's look at james cozy right he's the interim i can't remember who highlighted this but thank you to the viewer who highlighted that interim coaches after a coach departs after the season is a regular thing. See, to me, that was so irregular that it told me they wanted to hire James Cozy, but they had to do their due diligence. That's what it told me. And I think maybe I overreacted due to being unaware. All right. So thank you for highlighting that to me. And now I know I need to walk it back a tad, but I do believe that it is a sign of how highly that they value James Cozy and somebody who is a front runner, if not the clear front runner now, but a front runner for this job. The players want him. The team values him. Everything is there for it, right? The, the, the players are vocal about liking him. 
That's the other thing. The players are vocal about liking this guy. Now, I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll say this. They brought up a great case. And I, I was thinking to that, I was like, dang, my Saints fandom really has made me extremely skeptical to in-house hires and the idea of continuity and all of those things. But it wasn't just that. The coaches, or excuse me, the players, the leadership council, they highlighted his past experience. They highlighted his relationships. I thought that they highlighted a bunch of things that go into being a good collegiate coach outside of the X's and O's because we just don't know that. They don't really know that fully, but they did highlight the fact that he has past coaching experience. I loved it. I thought they had a great case, and it feels like that's the guy. But now Billy Roll is starting to creep in. And I know we didn't think that Billy Rowe was going to be available because of retirement policies and things of that nature, but he is. And now that he is available, I hear Cozy or Rowe. The idea is running it back. And is he running it back as much as Cozy would be? I don't know. Maybe. Cozy came in 2022. He's been there for a short amount of time. Was Rowe there in 2023 for the Celebration Bowl? No, because he was retired. But he had been there since Simmons came in in 2018. So now how much continuity can you really say? If you're talking about who's going to have a culture fit, they both know the culture very well. And one thing that's a difference between them is how they've earned their stripes. Colsey is a collegiate guy. Roll is a high school guy. If you're talking family, right? And, I, and I, maybe I'm overusing this hashtag and my apologies, right to the green and orange i mean no disrespect but i think that is an appropriate adjective or an appropriate noun however you got to use it when we're talking about that both these guys embody it but the extended reach of bringing new players i like role when it comes to recruiting and i know that's only part of being a head coach but i'm highlighting this part it's not the only part it's not the most i don't even know if it's the most important part but it is a big part when you're talking about college I bet you Billy Rowe already has visited the, the living room of many of these guys' older brothers, many of these guys' cousins. He was a head coach at multiple high schools in Miami. He has a foothold in there. You can't tell me they don't know him down there in a major way. This is no disrespect to Cozy who was bounced around in the, the collegiate ranks between Florida schools. Yes, he's been around Florida a lot. But when you're talking about 17-year-old kids, it's a little bit different, especially when you're talking about being in Miami. The name recognition is probably a little bit different for Billy Rowe. I like it. Been there since 2018, took a year off. Is that enough to lose the continuity? I highly doubt it. I think they both provide a lot of continuity, and it's about this. Which one do you want to go with? Do you want to go with the person who cut his teeth on the collegiate level or the person who cut his teeth feels like an understatement for the career that Billy Roll has had, but I'll use it for lack of a better term and also to have a little bit of continuity between the two. Do you want the guy who has cut his teeth on the collegiate level or the guy who has cut his teeth on the high school level? That's really what it feels like it comes down to as far as recruiting. The X's and O's are something that I can't personally evaluate because I don't know each of these guys on that level. But as we move forward, I have two other players or two other coaches. They're not quite right next door. But there is a little bit of relation to either the SWAC or FAMU, and I might have just tipped my hand with that conference. But let's see if you got it before we continue with Locked On HBCU. 
Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, and FanDuel is the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. The NCAA championship was last year, and I mean last night, and whoo, that was a great game. <laughs> that was a great game, and uh, it wasn't close, but it was very entertaining. For as big as the distance was between the two, it was a very entertaining blowout. <laughs> but did you make some money off of that? You have the opportunity. And if you put down a $5 money line bet, doesn't matter if you won or if you lost, then you would be able to get $150 back in bonus bets. Didn't? That's okay. You got basketball tonight. You got the playoffs on Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We cooking, right? So there's a lot of opportunities for you to make your money at FanDuel. All you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. And if you're new to FanDuel, you can put down a $5 money line bet. Win or lose, you get $150 back in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more. As we're wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day, making it all the way to segment three. And I thank you two times for that. Thank you. Thank you. Now, as you wrap up today's episode, I have two more coaches who I think would be good hires for FAMU when it comes to filling their head coaching vacancy. We don't have the FAMU lease. Right. We don't have the the guys who are in house or if not in house, just moved out for a second. Like we're not talking that. But one guy who kind of fits it. I mean, he's not a neighbor, but he's in the neighborhood. Not a neighbor, but he's in the neighborhood is Albany State head coach Quinn Gray. Now, he's very similar. To Sean Gibbs, both in the SEAC, both head coaches, one difference he has. Well, two differences he has. One major difference is. He didn't go and fight FAMU in 2019. Instead, he fought for FAMU because he's a former Florida A&M quarterback who was able to hold records that were longstanding. So he wasn't just another guy. He was a legend. I think the interesting thing about Gray for me is the fact that, once again, no relation. The interesting thing about Gray for me is he brings that quarterback leader Right, because he's a former quarterback, the same way that Willie Simmons did. Not trying to call the man Willie, but he does bring that same je ne sais quoi. You know, he brings a certain aura that he could like. Like people have to build into auras. He's been a head coach for one year, and in that one year, he made it to the to the SEAC championship game. So I can't sit here and just say he's he's Willie. That'd be disrespectful. Willie put too much time in as a head coach but they both have that quarterback both have that love for the area love for the school there's a little bit of similarities there and I, I feel like I'm approaching possibly disrespectful territory so I'm gonna shut up but just understand I think there's some similarities there's some success on the D2 level similar to Gibbs right that's the similarity that he shares with Gibbs they both been on that same level Gray is a head coach right now he has head coaching experience. Both of these guys that I'm highlighting have head coaching experience. The other person is Fred McNair. Now, I believe that connecting him to FAMU is a bit of a reach. However, they were both in the swag. In a million years, you couldn't have told me that Fred McNair was going to be without a job on January. What day is this right now? January 9th, 2024. You could not tell me. 
that Fred McNair was going to be without a job. You couldn't tell me Fred McNair was going to be anywhere other than Alcorn. Not for a slight second did I expect him to move on. But then he gets connected to TSU. And even then, I didn't expect him to move on. Even when that happened, I brushed it off because they brushed it off. And it was easy to brush off because who thought that Fred McNair was leaving Alcorn? But then it keeps going. And now we say that he's here. And we know how that's going. Don't get me started on that. Don't get me started on that. But Fred McNair is without a job. And I still believe that he would be the biggest hire. And ironically, if you hire Fred McNair, who has SWAC experience, even though he and FAMU have not faced off, and you hire the biggest hire, in my opinion, in HBCU football in 2024, though TSU has taken a little bit of luster off his name with all the, 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 the back and forth and indecision, you will be putting the biggest hire with the biggest vacancy. Not South Carolina State, not Southern, not Grambling, not Texas Southern. FAMU. And I, that's not a, a hot take. FAMU is the hottest coaching vacancy. And to me, to me, Fred McNair is the biggest coaching hire. Chennis Berry is the hottest coaching uh, hire because people have been waiting on this for a minute. But to me, bringing Fred McNair in would be a big deal. And I don't. It, it loses a little bit of luster going to FAMU instead of TSU, but the effect is the effect. Let's leave it at that. Florida A&M has five guys on the table that I just placed there. Five guys on the table that I just placed there. One, the fan base is going to revolt against. I would not do it. I would not make that hire. I'm just telling you right now. Sean Gibbs very well could be a really good coach, but even if I was Sean Gibbs, I wouldn't want to step into what feels like a hostile environment. That would just not be my preference. Then you have two guys in James Cozy and Billy Roll who are the essence of family. They believe in continuity. It would be as if 2023 is continued just with a new leader. And they're both on the defensive side of the ball. I think that makes sense because the defense defines FAMU over the last couple of years. And I don't think an offensive coach could do it like Willie if you're bringing them up the ranks. So let's not try to put them in that position. Let's keep it with the defensive side. But then you have Quinn Gray, who is an offensive guy. You have Fred McNair, who is an offensive guy. Those are two former coaches, or one's a former coach, one's a current coach, that in my opinion would do a really good job leading and would have some interest, especially Quinn Gray, who has this returning to his alma mater story, and he also has the offensive background, the quarterback background, and things of that nature. I think that these are four really good choices, one really bad choice because of you know context but these are the five guys who are sitting here at the table does fam you pick one of them i don't know but this was a lot of fun to go through now on tomorrow's episode we'll be going within florida but we're going to go look at bethune cookman we've been waiting a long time hopefully nothing major happens that removes bethune cookman from the uh from the picture but we should be getting to bethune cookman on tomorrow's episode in their recruiting class if not tomorrow it's a recruiting class. It's not going anywhere. But that should be tomorrow's lead segment. In the meantime, in between time, until next time that we hear each other family. And, man, I love hearing each other family. Take care. Stay blessed. Peace.